Dreamo, what's up, bro? How are you, man? My guy, Deej. How you feeling, dude? DJ. It's so good to see you, man. It's great to see you. It's great to see you during these crazy times, man. It is wild times, but we're yeah. coming at you now from the, uh, we're at the rooftop of Ampersand co-working space. Yes. Shout out to Mary Nisi. What do you think? What do you think of the, what are the vibes of Ampersand? This is beautiful. That uh, hammock is definitely going to get tried out. I have to. It's calling my name. It's been calling my name since I walked in. <laughs> but the lights, the ambiance, the breeze, everything is perfect. This is this is Windy City vibes. This is Windy City Chicago vibes. Dude, we're doing it right. Perfectly. We're doing it right. We're doing it right here on a Tuesday night. Um, so, dude, it's good to see you, man. We haven't had you on the show in a long time. Um, probably over a year now, right? Mm-hmm. It's been over a year. Well, so um, uh, there's a lot of things I want to give an update on, but right before we started recording, you, you gave some pretty interesting news. Uh-oh. We already have some, knock some stuff over. We're all good. Um, you said that Kami, the uh, rapper that you manage, the artist you manage, just signed a deal. So tell us about that, man. Yeah, man. So um, we were taking a very independent route, as a lot of musicians have been doing during this period of time. Um, that we're fortunate enough to be in where we can actually directly reach the audience, right? We can get that out. Um, but at the same time, you realize as you're starting to build um, and the easy access to that, you need to be able to have the actual channels to make sure that people are hearing the music, people are engaging with the art and really actually falling in love with the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we decided to enlist some help with that. Um, as we're starting to get rolling. So he's about to release his uh, another album, which is going to be crazy. It's called uh, No Vendettas. It's actually amazing. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, yeah, man, we signed. So we signed a deal. We signed with us. Sony yeah, so, Ultra. Wait, so you mentioned like channels and stuff. So yeah, so like how does a, what does a record deal, like a record company working with you, like what does that mean in 2020? Because right. when I think of re- like signing a record deal, it seems like that's something you did like 10 to 20 years ago, but it's mm-hmm. not as relevant. So like what, what value do they bring to the table today? So nowadays, um, just with, so with, you have the digital platforms, right? You have social media where you can kind of engage directly with the audience personally. And because you have that, you now start to, it gives you, it gives you a little bit more leverage, right? So whereas before, um, artist labels used to really come in with these whole like 360 deals where they were kind of, you know, they were actually orchestrating everything from touring to merch to the music of the recording of the music to the distribution of the music. Now you can kind of get a little bit more um, creative with how you structure a deal and make it very beneficial. So it starts to look more like a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a label such as like Sony Ultra, who's obviously very notable um, in the space and has been doing it a long time they've been able to build specific relationships with different channels whether that be media outlets um that make it much easier for the artist to be able to hop on let's say it's like sway in the morning for an interview mm-hmm. um whereas before you know i'm having to hit that email constantly with <laughs> with the new music but yeah now you got it's someone like, from sony hitting them up it's a little easier it's a little bit it's a little bit it's it's like ah sway might give it a listen a quick a little bit quicker so um before it was a lot of our personal connections that we were trying to use to build um to build his career out but i think um through doing this it's a very very short deal um we're able to kind of we're able to test the waters out with having a team and really having like that power that powerhouse which is sony ultra um to really 
that backing to help push us and, and get us to that next level. So that's what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to break through the clutter and make sure that the music, this is great music. It's good music. Only good music mm-hmm. lasts forever. And we want to make sure that enough people hear this music. You know, we want to make sure we're doing it justice in that way. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the right partnership. And uh, hopefully next year we have another update. So we'll, <laughs> we'll know where we land next year. Yeah. Exciting times. So, yeah, what's... um. Are you, as the manager, are you stopping in the studio with him when he's recording this stuff? Or, like, what does that relationship look like? And, like, have you heard the whole album? Like, give us the Yeah, the man. So, it's me and uh, Kami's relationship is a lot uh, different than, I would say, a typical manager or artist relationship. Because me and him have so much love and respect for each other on a personal level. Like, that's family that we've always kind of been people who bounce ideas off each other a very like I'll, I'll like even if i'm gonna launch something with the tequila a lot of times i bounce it off him like he's one of the most intelligent people i know so um he does the same i think with with his music which is dope so i'm very uh fortunate enough to kind of you know he'll he'll make sure he plays something for me and I actually i ask my honest opinion on it um prior to us even deciding to release anything which is which is very dope so it's definitely a more um intimate you know connection so mm-hmm. yeah we we literally track listed this thing at like 4 30 in the morning this week <laughs> so, oh dude that's the best time to get yeah. creative shit done though man yeah it started when like, everyone's sleeping when everyone's sleeping we played it actually we didn't want to play through the whole album but we started it we started it at track one because we had played we had uh track listed it hypothetically you know with a hypothesis of how we wanted it to kind of look and uh you know we played it through the next day we played it twice and we started to just like rearrange different things raise different points it's always a debate we, we always like kind of kind of uh, debate on different topics which is dope because you look at it from a different perspective but um i think from here he has a very dope idea to really kind of bring some more minds into the room some more diff- some more opinions who are further away from the project haven't heard as many songs um for this period of time and uh, we're going to kind of have like a focus group and just kind of hear what their thoughts are, hear what they're um, hear what they're thinking about the project. So that's going to be dope, too. It's just um, other people who he respects in the industry, not necessarily musicians, but just people who, you know, kind of understand the culture um, that he's displaying through his music. And it's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Dude, that's awesome. Is there uh, any collabs on this, or is it a pure solo album? Nah, man. There's a, there's there's gonna be some big collabs. Which oh, is cool. Be dope. Yeah. Can you can you uh, can you tease it a little bit, or I you mean, got <laughs> completely under wraps? No, nah, not under wraps. You know, definitely probably gonna have some big save money collaborations on there. As, oh, as, sweet. As expected, you're probably gonna see um, the Vic Mensas, the you know the Chance the Rappers, the Joey Perps. No way. Um, you're gonna see that pop up. But any Brian also, Fresco collabs? Do you know Brian Fresco? Yeah, man. Brian Fresco is our brother. That's the homie so oh, dude um, i love his music man yeah i gotta see i don't know if there's any collabs on there from fresco yet but the collaborations aren't finished so um i think with the track list that we have now kami's gonna be taking out some of the music so we're kind of like jotting down different names that we thought would sound dope on it we're also gonna try to go outside of like our spear of homies and mm-hmm. like even outside of chicago and see how you know how far how far and wide we can really stretch this thing so that's gonna be dope that's gonna be exciting dude that is that is fun does he does he do his own beats or does he get them from someone or how's that work um a lot of the homies do beats so 
with this one, which is cool, he started recording himself, which is which is very fire. So he started like recording himself. He's really starting to learn the engineering behind um, his music, and I think production is next for both of us. Like I think we're both uh, trying to figure out how we can uh, dabble in that. Right, because um, yeah, you just said you were, you've been you've been diving in a little bit. You've been playing <laughs> the keys, or what's up? Yeah, man, I've been in I've been involved with music forever. Like I used to read music. Like I th- you like you know I used to, I was. I've played brass to initially keys and um, I think it's just it's just time I kind of tie that all in together it's always been a passion of mine um, so it's it's time I start actively I always want to see how far I can push my brain or how far I could push my mind and within the realm of things that I actually care about or things that I'm passionate about so music has always been one of those things and I think I've always kind of let different doubts slow me from from mm-hmm. doing that but um now with the state of the world and the fragility of the world i think it's loud and clear like bro we have one life to live and it's like do you actively want to go out knowing that you might have had a melody in your head that you never took from idea form to actuality and made it tangible or do you want to be someone who at least dove in and said i enjoyed that i like that i made this for myself despite what others may think about it mm-hmm. and it exists because i creatively put my mind to it um and i think that's more of the route that i want to take so right man like dude you're never gonna have like risk-free creativity mm-hmm. and if like you do then like the shit you're making is lame as fuck anyway <laughs> <laughs> like that's the reality that's a stack bro that is a stack you hit it on the head um man. so yeah dude i encourage it man well after this i'll go we can stop by my place and i'll show you my little home studio i got set up because dude dude, i've been really getting into music production as well over um over the course because i've been in bands i don't know if you knew this but i've been in bands since like the last 15 years almost um and playing bass guitar and like guitar but um that's fire dog now yeah like right before quarantine started i was like dude i want to i want to really start getting into this like and having fun making like see if i can make like all song like songs myself yeah by, by myself and so um they got fl studio and a little midi keyboard and, <laughs> and just like started going and like i've you know you just like learn by doing man you just like learn with all these doing. and these youtube videos dude there's so many sick ass youtube videos that like anything you like any type of music you could be like how do i make music like death grips or like how do i make music like uh like whatever lo-fi music and then there's youtube tutorials on how exactly how to do it exactly. and then you're like Oh, exactly. that's how we do it now. There's I'll no put my own spin on now. it. Yeah, there's no excuse now. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That is fire. Um, yeah, dude. Actually, dude, best investment I've ever made. I spent like three hundred. I was like four hundred bucks on this electronic drum set. And dude, you got the full stew set up, dude. Man. I got it. Yeah, it's pretty. I'll show you, man. It's pretty. Like <laughs> I love it, man. I was actually right before you, uh, before you called saying you were leaving. I was uh threw on some MF Doom and was doing some uh some beats <laughs> over the top of it, dude. It was fun. That's heavy. Let's do well. Yeah, that's dope. We'll definitely we're gonna make a song. Internet, whoever's listening to this, there's gonna be a Duimo like DJ Pod collaboration Come in the on. music world. We're gonna do it one day. Let's hold. Let's hold that, and that holds us holds us accountable now. So I love there we it. go. It's out there, bro. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers to that, man. Totally. Um, so yeah, when you see yourself like yourself making music, do you see yourself as a voice, or do you see yourself as a producer, or do you see yourself as both? I'm gonna merge the two, man. Okay, I'm gonna, cool. I think. Uh, one thing I've always had was uh, melodies, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of take, like, I got I got the keyboard, uh, really got back into playing chords and just being able to recognize different chords and also be able to read them, you know. So if I wanted to actually compose it, I'd be able to actually write down instructions for someone who 
um, would come in and assist. But I want to I want to merge the two. I want to treat my voice as if it's another instrument and see what kind of crazy freaky things I could do with it once I plug it up. So um, I'm going to probably do both of those things. Yeah. Not necessarily as I think more in the production realm, less as less through the performance realm. though. OK. Gotcha. Well, yeah, man, dude. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with music. Like, just start and then you never know where it's going to take you. You never know exactly yeah, what direction you're going to go on or what weird shit or awesome shit you're going to make, man. Or both. Or both. The best stuff is weird, awesome shit. Facts. That's um, the shit that stays. For sure. Which I mentioned them a second ago. But have you ever, have you ever heard of a band called Death Grips? Death Grips? Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Okay, dude. It's like some fucking out there uh, alternative hardcore hip hop. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I'll play some shit Please. in a little bit. Yeah, come on, man. Um, I but love hearing it, new uh, shit. So. Well, yeah. So, the, by the way, so this is a, the start of a new show called the DJ Podcast, as opposed to Five Songs with Friends. And I want this to be more of a kind of a discussion with music intertwined. Right. Um. So this is exactly how it's gonna work. I'll play you some Death Grips, dude. Let's uh, let's see. What do we got? What would be a good song to get you into this? What like, what type of hip hop do you like? Have you been listening to recently? Recently, man, I went through everything from. So I've really been trying to figure out the legends. You know, it's crazy. Like uh, me and my uh, like KRS One or like what? My so it's hard. It's a it's a tough discussion now, right? Because it's like me and my brothers have been discussing who do you consider like the goats? Like who's the top five, and it, specifically rappers of all time, right? So I had to start taking in the artistry when I was thinking of the rap as well. So who really had an influence on culture? Who really like? pushed things forward who actually is still relevant today and things and things of that regard so i've been listening to a lot of the same people that i love already but i've been listening to a lot of hove a lot, a lot of, of who a lot of hove jay-z okay a lot of Pac, a lot of okay. biggie smalls you know and uh um, so you like that west coast rap well but jay-z's east coast i guess right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um yeah i've just been going through like all the different lyrical but heavy hitting artists as well and i think now drake has kind of rose to that that level and that was the whole discussion it was like do you put him in your top five rappers of all time or do you not and i'm like the guy is rapping (laughs) the guy is rapping and if you think of what he's done with his artistry he's a genius mark he's a genius business mind marketer as well genius you know Um, that's true he's kind of like a lot like lebron of our generation Mm -hmm. where it's like there's no denying the guy's got talent, but like people still love to hate him. People still love to hate him. They love, and dude, I actually fell into that category. I haven't listened to a lot of Drake, but funny enough, funny you mentioned that. I was in a lift yesterday, yeah. and the guy was putting on um, uh, Care Package, that album. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's playing some shit off there, and I'm like, dude, this shit's actually really good. <laughs> like, I should give Drake a chance. I bet I would like it. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, but he's made some, he's made some soundtracks, man. Like, his, and it's the raps that I actually listen to. It's not really like, I don't really listen to a lot of the radio hits on regular, but if I'm driving down Lakeshore Drive, I'm, I'm listening to his raps. I'm listening to that, you know, 5 a.m. in Toronto or, 6 p.m. in New York. I'm listening to those those types of songs, and uh, I think we gotta give the guy his flowers, man. Yeah. Like the guy, the guy is doing his thing, man. The guy is definitely doing his thing the right way. Yeah, I respect I respect Drake. Maybe we'll play some Drake in a little bit, but um, so this is a song called "Hacker" mm-hmm. by Death Grips. Um, this is one of their more popular songs. I think this is 
this might be like my favorite song ever at least like right now like i just love this song um so we'll play it this is definitely out there but i'll give you no yeah play it man Uh i I listen to everything Shit is gone. Going back to Tangier with some guns and a spear. Post Christian shit, post chicken of the egg addiction shit. Past the sharp stick, be our reality. Be the freak you wanna see, just don't follow me. I'm on a journey to the sale three. Grab your fucking chain and drag it to the bike line. Everybody's like, I got this pregnant snake.
So anyways, yeah, that's that's a uh, hacker. That's heavy. But by, by Death Grips, yeah. They're uh, really popular among music, like online music nerds because yeah. there's this guy. Have you ever heard of Anthony Fantano? I've heard of Anthony Fantano. So that album, the album Money Store by Death Grips got a 10 out of 10 from him. Damn. Back in 2012 when it came out and like So it probably went crazy on like on uh, Reddit and everything. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like a meme. Death Grips is almost like a meme band on the internet because of that. Because yeah. like all the Fantano nerds like uh, like flock to them. But they're I, I'm in, I, I'm in mind, man. I'll be one of them. Like I I fucking love their music. And, <laughs> um, that's fire. But yeah, so that's that, that's one of the bands I've been listening to a lot of lately. That's dope, man. Uh-huh. See, that's different. I love I love expanding my mind as well because with uh, especially with uh, streaming platforms and everything now, it's very hard to discover new stuff. Um, you I, think so? I, yeah, I hear Spotify kind of makes like different algorithms that that kind of make it easier. But on Apple Music, I get so consistent in my playlist, mm. like it's just like I just fall into it. You know what I mean? Dude, what the fuck you doing on Apple Music, bro? Come over to Spotify. I might have to. I might have to go to Title, man. I might have to go over to Title, but. I'm gonna try out. Spotify. Is that a uh, is that Jay Z's? That's Jay Z's. Okay. That's Jay-Z's. Are they doing well? Res- respectively, right? It's, okay. It's it's respectively, but I will say, they do pay the artists best in terms of streams. It's just not so many people are streaming it right. because everybody's on Spotify, or Apple Music. But. It's t- hey, dude, it's tough, man, because you know, in any market, any you pick up any marketing book, it's always like. It's Coke, Pepsi, and everyone else. Like there can only really be two in a in a market, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I hope you. I mean, I hope he wins. Spotify, dude. Spotify's been balling out though. Yeah, they, I like. I st- I'm really starting to like Spotify because I I found out. You know, I was playing something one time on a, like it was like my buddy's Xbox or whatever, and they literally just started matching different songs that they thought would be of interest and it kept going and it kept flowing and i was just like this is fire bro this is fire well that's the thing. it's a data game man because it's all you know they can see uh yeah i, I don't know i don't know the, the tech behind it but yeah. like when you have the information of how like the average listening time per song like you can start to figure out what bangers are what <laughs> bangers know? are you got the bpms you got everything that people are listening to so the mood therein is there yeah they they doing it well i will say spotify is probably they're up there in terms of innovation with it, and they're and they're smart too because they're. Um, they, I was watching. I've watched actually some of their interviews with their CEO. Um, he's a Swedish guy who's an interesting dude. Yeah. But they're they constantly call themselves an audio company, and they are yeah. investing heavily in podcasts. Wow. They. I don't know if you saw, but they just signed Joe Rogan to an exclusive licensing deal. Wow. Dude, Joe Rogan. People don't realize this, but 2021, Joe Rogan's coming off YouTube. Wow. Dude, Spotify is going to... That's some play right there. That's what I'm saying. And, like, I didn't even know Spotify had video. But apparently yeah. they're going to they're gonna get video ready. Or they already do and no one uses it. I don't know. But, yeah, his podcasts are going to be exclusively on Spotify. He has the fastest growing podcast of all time, apparently. I mean, yeah. and he, I mean, it's just... It's incredible. He's always... He's been a top 10 podcast pretty much for the last, like, four years. That's crazy. So the, the, the deal was reported at 100 million bucks. But hmm? he came out and someone was yeah, I was listening to one of his shows recently and the guy's like, Oh, congrats on on the hundred million dollar Spotify deal and he goes, Damn He goes, Hundred million? Who told you hundred million? And he goes, like, that's what it was reported as. He goes, No one knows how much I got. So he got way he got more than a hundred million, bro. <laughs> Probably That's crazy, dog. So that it's a power pocket. Give us give podcast. us ten years, Dwemo. We'll be there. 
for real. We'll be there, bro. The DJ podcast. Come on, man. That's it. And then we'll I'll bring you on for when, when I sign the exclusive licensing deal. <laughs> and I'll be like, you were the first one, bro. <laughs> on the DJ podcast. So you come on. A, um, that's if we don't make it as pot famous musicians or whatever you know, at our, first. If, you our, know. if our tape doesn't drop before then. <laughs> that's <you> right, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, I could see us doing like a Kid See Ghost type of thing, like collab mm-hmm. album. We could do come that. Come on, man. Um, yeah, what else you been listening to? I want uh, I want to do the ping pong here, so I want you. Yeah, to... I've been listening to a lot of uh, UK raps too. Okay. Um, not new stuff, but I've been listening to actually here. I'll... Let me uh. Let me yeah, yeah. see if you can find a song you can queue up here. Yeah. Um, how yeah? How do you get into UK rap? Because I don't uh, know. I don't hear much about UK rap. Yeah. So my mom, my mom is actually she was raised in the UK. Oh, no so, shit. Where yeah, at? Yeah, she was raised in South London, Stratham and that. Oh, okay. You, you kind of got that down there. <laughs> yeah, you man. I've been working on it, bro. You know, I'm going to try out for Top Boy. You know, I'm going to audition for Top Boy and that. But <laughs> Dude, that's that's actually really good, dude. <laughs> but yeah, my cousins out there, they've been putting me on heavy with some music. So I've really been uh, tapped into the UK rap. I've been listening to the J-Huss, you know, the Stormzy. Okay. Yeah, this is all, you're speaking a foreign language to me at this point. But we're gonna yeah that that's perfect because then we're then we're ex- we're exposing music right now you know what I mean that's what that's what it's all about that's what it's all about um so this one play uh it's called shut up by <laughs> by Stormzy since we're in the hype phase right shut up I usually play this when I'm trying to get hype here we go shut up by Stormzy mm-hmm. all right. state your name cuz Stormzy in it. And what are we doing today? Wrecking, innit? Yeah? <laughs> Fucking wrecking, innit? Yeah? Five in the pot. Let's go. Man, Chelsea's better than me. Tell my man, shut up. Mention my name in your tweets. I rude, but shut up. Shut up. Better than me? Shut up. Shut up. Best in the scene. Tell my man, yo, yo, couple man call me a backup dancer. On stage at the Brits, I'm a backup dancer. If that makes me a backup dancer, the man in your vids, the man in your pics. Man, wanna chat about backup dancer. Big man like me with a beard, I'm a big man, how the fuck can I? Army comes everywhere I go. I can't run with my enemy show. Walk in the club with all of my trucks. Party's done, everybody go home. Apart from the girl, then you lot stay. Walk in the club with a girl, say hey. Tell a man like I'm K to the A. There's no champagne, we don't rave. Yeah, I'm the best, I'm so cocky. I got a mob like ASAP Rocky. I set trends, don't man copy. They catch feelings, I catch bodies. They roll deep, I roll squaddy. Got about 25 goons in my posse. They drink Baileys, I drink Vossi. I get murky, they get worried. If you got a GAT, bring it out. Most of real bad boys of the South. If you wanna do me, something I'm about. I'm not a gangster, I'm just about. But you see my man over there with a pouch? They wanna you, man, try to get loud. All of my man, them move so foul. I might sing, but I ain't so down. Nowadays, all of my so sold out headline tour yeah blood sold out when we roll in they roll out i'm so london i'm so south food on the ends like there ain't no drought Fips don't talk like he's got no mouth i want to make my mum so proud like yo mum book a flight go now all of my ex girls talking me hard talk to my face and talk to my palm had four bills and i bought me a car little red whip that i bought for my march i straight murphy's and walk in the park i take care when i walk on my plants these mcs want to talk about lord of the mics you ain't even lord in the yard dead mcs but leave me alone me and your girl will speak on the phone Kill a whole crew of MCs on my own Kill a whole crew of MCs for the throne I was out hungry, so I'm hungry Man try to eat, then leave me the bones Now these niggas, they need me to grow Hot chocolate and a panini to go I'm a big man, fuck a postcode war Man are upset about the mobile awards Yeah, I was guest at the mobile awards Why? Cause I ain't won the mobile before Duh, all of you 
MC sounds so bitter. Shut down wireless, shut down Twitter. Shout out DP, shout out Flipper. Best my age yet, blood though. If you don't rate me, shame on you. If you don't rate me, shame on you. Can I order a deathbed for an MC? He wants beef, let me make that too. Anyone else wanna make that move? Anyone else wanna pay their dues? Imposters wanna take my tune. Stiff chocolate, yeah, my face so smooth. Check it, don't even talk too much or a talker. The man still go halves on a quarter. Saw me turn for a pinch to a pauper. Two cigarettes and a bottle of water. Tell the bouncer, get the bottles in order. Man in the kitchen putting in orders. Stiff chocolate, skin clear like water. Smoothing this thing, start locking up doors. Yeah? So shut your fucking stupid mouths. Chatting bare fucking shit. Shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking mouth. Hey, Rubai, shut up. One time, yeah? Chatting bare fucking shit. Shut up, man. Pussies, what? It's heavy, man. It's heavy. He does not. He does not fuck around. <laughs> I like that though, dude. Where's he from? Direct. Is he from? Is he from London? He sounds like he's got more of a like northern England. Yeah, he's from London. I don't know whereabouts though. You know, I, let me actually check that because I need to. I gotta make sure. I gotta figure out which ends man's is from. Guess. Dude, the thing I love about rap is that like, because to be a rapper, right? To go up. And or, or a, a front man of any band, you have to have so like big ball. Like, you have to have massive balls yeah. to go up there in front of everyone. And like that's what I, I think that's like one of the cool things about rap music is like they make these songs that are like, yeah, I'm the fucking man. Like I fucking walk in the club. Like I'm the fucking dude. Bruh. Like they have so much confidence. Sometimes somebody says something the other day. It was one of my guys. He who used to be a coder on uh, the move when we were working, but he said some shit the other day, bro, and that shit resonated with me crazy. Not because. I believe it all the way 100%, but because I understand how this world requires you to kind of have that mindset sometimes. He said, humility is overrated, bro. Oh, damn. He said, bro, humility is overrated. Well, I, I, I concur. Um, I will also say that I don't think humility is a virtue necessarily for the same reason, because like if you're being humble... And, and to a certain extent, you're being like, dishonest mm. um, because you're like, you know what I mean? Like you're not being truthful about how you actually feel about yeah. your, it's not true yourself, yourself. And your, in your capabilities. It's not true to yourself at all. You're down. You're diluting. You're literally watering yourself down. Right. You Where do you think that comes from? Because, dude, I struggle with that sometimes, too. Like I struggle with my own. I have my own confidence issues, you know. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Where do you think that comes like do you think that's societal or what do you think that is? I think it's very heavily societal and I, I you know what else I realized I think it comes from trying to um it's like you're trying not to and this is this is me personally, it's like you're trying not to make too many waves or tr you're trying not to ruffle too much up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kinda like you know when you walk in like a fancy ass place and you're extra careful not to break shit mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like that it's like you're very you're more you're being overly you're hyperly overly hyperly aware of other people's feelings and their their uh their depiction of you and how you look towards them and everything like that and i think you end up just kind of being like uh let me kind of stay in my corner here let me kind of let me take a step back right i think that's where it kind of uh it stems from as well i don't know right yeah because no i think you're 100 right it's like you just you start to care way too much what people what other people think like i i've certainly fallen into those traps yeah um 
like I fucked that was like a huge part of the TED talk that I gave was like talking about how I cared so much what other people thought of me but I always like every time I've run an experiment to see if anyone actually gives a fuck like the the outcome is already always like no they don't <laughs> they're so worried about their own shit they don't give a fuck bro. right and I think man it's crazy when some real life shit happens you know and when life really kind of takes you out the game real quick when you get that gut check I think something crazy or drastic like that has to happen for you to realize the world keeps on spinning. Yeah. Despite how you're feeling or what you're going through, the world keeps on spinning. So that's when you start to realize, damn, everybody's in their own little worlds. They're not really worried about your world as much as you, as much as we give, you know, we give the thought of them thinking about us. <laughs> it's really like, right. dog, they're not that concerned. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think that's why, dude, I appreciate these rappers so much because, like, they, I think they also, like, under, they understand that. Mm -hmm. And then they create, like, these raps that are, like, these positive affirmations, essentially, that they go up and, like, they hype themselves up. And, like, um, like, there's something so powerful to that. Um, because, yeah, I think, at least for myself, like, I'm more concerned about, like, oh, I don't want to be, like, the guy who's overly boisterous and, like, yeah. too high on his own supply. But when you think about that, like, it, when you go that direction and you, 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 um, like tether yourself so to speak to you know like this conservative personality type like you're robbing the world of like your your full experience yeah exactly yeah. um so that's tough man that's the thing we're gonna have to i think battle the rest of our lives Bruh, but it's heavy and I it's think human it's human man and i think there's there's i think there's just it's balanced man that's it's crazy because when 2020 started um i was trying to figure out like all right, what does all this shit mean? Like, I was I was reaching a point where, like, my pops had just Can you passed. pull the mic in a little closer for you, man? Yeah, sorry. Oh, there you good. Thank you. Perfect. I was getting mad cozy sipping on this. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you chill. But, yeah, I was reaching this point in 2020 where I was like, all right, what does this all really mean? You know, like, 2019 ended pretty drastically. It was another wild summer where, you know, unfortunately, pops passed. All that crazy God, stuff man. was just happening. I was at the point where I was just like, man what's really important and then i started to realize the theme of all this shit is balance bro mm. it's just about finding balance you know so it's like it's good to be humble but talk your shit when you need to talk your shit you know what i mean because it's like yes. no one's gonna talk your shit for you so if you downplay what you're what you're doing and what you're accomplishing then people are gonna think it's small you know what i mean and someone told me that when i was talking about like the liquor they were like bro you put that you someone asked you what you do and you said i'm a business consultant da, da, da. oh and, and and i got a liquor da, da, da. i think it might have been my little brother or something he was like bruh when you talk about that liquor you put that shit on the table <laughs> like yeah. no one is doing that you did that and you should talk your shit and i think it's just again i'm a, i think i'm just battling that reserved person that i i naturally am and i'm trying to get a little bit more <laughs> uh loud spoken you know it's it's it's, it's, it's right important. but dude it's crazy to me like because that's actually something i realized recently too um because i was reading this book that uh long story behind how i got this book but it's like the spiritual adventure novel it's called the celestine prophecy yo that is crazy why because literally one of my best friends mike b just told me like a week ago like bro you gotta read this book so that bad. book that i'm talking about that book oh no continue shit. he said Wait, it's, he said it's bizarre, like dude. fictional yeah. but it ties in a lot of actual life 
gems and keys that you need and they do it in such a storytelling way that it's Mm -hmm. intriguing but go ahead go ahead yeah i got a copy of the book so you can if you want you can borrow it oh Um, that's fire um, i'm excited for that but uh anyways one of the things like that they talk about is that like that the main character in that book has what he calls like uh, an aloof drama like there's like the idea of the book is that like all of us through childhood like we go through some sort of trauma based on like our relationship with our parents and like Mm -hmm. we end up in we create some sort of drama that we fall into that like that um like that is our way of like getting attention and energy from people and so Mm. i think you and i to a certain extent have like a similar type of aloofness drama where like we don't want to uh, we don't want to like put on and be like yo this is what we're working like this uh, this is deeply what i'm passionate about this is what i'm working on because like you don't want to um bombard someone and like just like take their take their time away but what you're doing instead is like you're collapsing into yourself and like stealing energy because now you're forcing people to ask you questions about what you do and uncover it. Mm. Whereas like you're much better off just being like, yo, this is what I give a fuck about. Here's who I am. And if they like it, then they can double down and ask you more questions. Like you can potentially, you know, create more energy together. Whereas um, if, you know, like I said, if, if you're, and if they don't, if they don't, if they're not interested in it, then, then, you know what, then cool. Like you guys aren't going to like, that's not something that they want to know about more about. Right. Then you can take the conversation in another direction. Wow. So I think it's important, man. Yeah. You'll read the book. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's important like to just be upfront because like the end of the day, dude, no one's going to come and tap you on the shoulder and be like, okay, well, Dweemo, here you go. Here's your, your record deal. Like <laughs> nobody, bro no one um you got to do it yourself man no one's coming to save us so anyone who's listening if you're still with us here like fucking don't be afraid to talk about the shit you love man talk your shit because man the cra- talk your shit it's crazy dude it's crazy when i start telling people that like you know i'm making music and stuff then like i the girl a girl who works here at the co-working space is a singer um and so like now we're talking about potentially collaborating like now you're Damn, doing music maybe we're gonna collaborate created exactly i got a lift drivers playing that guy who was playing the drake drake the other day he's like yeah man i'm, I'm getting in i'm starting to rap too and i'm like well like i'll follow you on instagram and like maybe we can i can make some beats for you like you do, and then Damn. if you do enough of those like you know nine out of ten of them are gonna go nowhere but and the off chance the one out of ten actually does go somewhere like you never know where it's you gonna never go never know where it's gonna go um and so but you have to give yourself a shot you know if you don't if you don't if you don't give yourself a voice no one else is um, that's the gem right there. That is, the, that's the key. Cheers, man. Well, I, I struggle with that too, man. And that's so, um, cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Uh, maybe that's why we we're supposed to have this podcast, man. We we're supposed to, supposed to hype each other up and get on that, Facts, get on that vibe. Bro. Um, but speaking of, dude, what's uh, give us the latest on on JB John Basil, man, dude, John Basil, dog. Well, so first off, for people who don't know, what is John Basil? John Basil, let me talk my shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, set it up, dude. I'm this is kidding, it. Te- teeing you up right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. John Basil Tequila, it is a premium. This is built from the ground up. You know, it's millennial. It's it's black owned. It's the first of its kind because there's no celebrity endorsements. There's no huge bag behind it. This was literally brick by brick, and um, it's it's dope to finally get to a point where. We're actually hitting some achievements, man. We're in about fifteen Benny's locations, bro. No shit. I I fucking met with um, his name is Tim. I can't give you his last name because I know he probably doesn't want everybody hitting him up. But this guy Tim took a shot. I went and met with him two weeks before the pandemic hit, and I was like, you know, he works for a group that owns shit ton of bars and clubs around the place, and I was like, bro, um take a take a chance on us pretty much you know what i mean i was like we have an audience 
they don't have the right spaces to purchase the product but if you give us some of those spaces people are gonna buy it and the place that i really really wanted it in he was like all right we'll build towards that so we were going in a different direction but anyway cut the long story short hit the email the other day and he was like yeah bro um i talked with you know a rep at your distributor we're gonna put the product in federales fuck yeah bro wearing federales which is huge for tequila if anybody knows like they single-handedly probably built casamigos presence in in uh chicago so that that's huge for us um man kimbark beverage which is a black owned like liquor store has been pushing this product so heavy which is dope mats and wine and spirits which is um my actually my partner's family's store has been pushing this thing so crazy as well so now we're actually at a point now where it's a real it's this is a real company you know what i mean it's not like a side project or kind of like little boutique thing now it's like okay we've built a company we're in the black we've been profitable since we started um it's time to really go and it's really time to put some gas in the tank and some some uh, engine in the car you know so yeah i'm I'm really gearing up to really start trying to do that start trying to transition to working on that full time rather than kind of balancing my corporate consulting gig um i want to start devoting a lot more time towards it and putting it in a position to win have you thought about fundraising at all i think we're about to do a series a man okay cool yeah i'm gonna talk with uh one of my guys, Shane, tomorrow, he's uh, he's just very, very financially savvy. Um, and he has a group called the Academy Group, which is another amazing thing in Chicago that works with like inner city youth and literally helps just pour fuel on their fire, whatever those passions may be, all the way through high school um, and then later through college and then just opens up different opportunities in respective fields, whether that's the arts you know, that could be through entrepreneurship or that can be through STEM. So he's I'm talking to him tomorrow and uh, he's going to, you know, he was he was the person who was pretty much like call me when it's time to go for the Series A. So I think it's time to go, man. So we're going to say, dude, try to do that. If you get, It sounds like, yeah, you guys have so much more momentum now. Because when, when you first came on the show, like almost 18 months ago now. Um, like I think you had just gotten the first yeah. batch, right? Yeah. And you've come, you guys have come a long way. It sounds like. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Thank God, God willing, we keep going. So, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for it. I'm excited for it because I think now it's like it was a dream before, but I think when you get so caught up in the day to day work of it, you forget what you were dreaming about. You know, you forget like what the bigger picture was. Mm-hmm. And I think now with just one quarantine and kind of sitting down one i remember one of the very things i said before starting the liquor thing was i needed to do something that was recession proof i think that kind of hold that that you know thought has kind of it's held strong you know through through this quarantine it's like liquor sales have gone up um because we're looking for different ways to distract ourselves right and liquor just happens to be one of those things that fit within our lifestyles um so that has true has proven true but true too, the ability to scale this thing right like the thought that we could actually build a community around the brand people that actually identify with what the brand represents that has proven true now so um 
if we target specific areas of expansion like i think i think it's all possible man so <laughs> i'm yeah. excited for that i'm excited for that i'm excited to expand and grow this thing I hopefully mean, 10 years from now dude absolutely yeah we're, dude we're brick by brick I mean, you guys have an amazing foundation already you've got a loyal fan base you know you've got an amazing story behind it um tell the story of how you came up with the name for john basilican because i think that's such a cool story <laughs> uh so pretty much it's all all shouts to my pops but um his father's name is john and um culturally you know when you're naming your son in our culture you name your first son after your father um so my grandfather's name was john um this basil person was so prominent in my dad's life especially when my dad decided like he was going to chase his dreams overseas he was going to go you know chase the american dream um this basil person was instrumental in one making him believe that but two helping facilitate that you know making sure he was good at school making sure like different things were taken care of and like he was you know he was able to kind of steer steer through a lot of the a lot of the bullshit that comes with chasing those dreams so my dad actually combined this person basil um those two names and he named my oldest brother which was his first son both those names uh, so after my dad just told me like the importance of the names, I was just asking him like, you know, why did you name me Duimo? Like he was telling me it was about his best friend. Like, okay, why'd you name you know why why'd you name your kids what it was? And when I heard the meaning of John Basil, I was just like, that is the beginning. You know, like that's the pillar. That's you coming over. That's you kind of giving us this opportunity to do or be in the space that we're in, fortunate enough to be in now, which is you know I have no excuse not to build something amazing so um i just wanted to legacize that name mm -hmm. and and i think liquor is something that can kind of stand the test of time um shit hennessy's been here since 1763 right so, wait what yeah dog it's hennessy's old, uh, older than this country older than this country bro what so it's, it's like, american right hennessy hennessy no it's uh from uh france oh, okay yeah so it was like man i i gotta i gotta i gotta call the tequila john basil it's, it's, the, it's the only true name established 2019 established 2019 fuck yeah um, <laughs> and by the way i will say it's an amazing product everyone that i that i gave it to loved it man um, thank you bro and thank it's you delicious. for spreading thank you for spreading it too man absolutely bro i gotta do a better job well now that you guys are getting wider distribution now I can fucking <laughs> scoop some more up, bro. Yeah. Facts. Is there like a, a website or like, can people go, like if someone wants to go get some in the Chicagoland area, where, yes, how can they find you go to So if you go to johnbasiltequila.com, um, damn, I just remembered I had to do, I just remembered something I, I forgot to do, but I'm trying to make it easier for people to find. But for now, if you click locations, it'll pick up like the nearest location uh, to you uh, based off your just geolocation and everything. So johnbasiltequila.com that's john a, with a j-o-n awesome yeah and I'll, I'll throw the link in the um in the description of the show so people can check it out love bro um love. but it sounds like you're gonna get more locations soon right with this new this Benny's distribution deal you're doing man inshallah yeah inshallah they keep adding us to because they have 45 locations i believe in illinois so hopefully we're we're widespread through them you know i'm putting together something for uh i'm putting together like a little package for jewel osco so Hopefully, oh hopefully they put us in big. there as well hell yeah. yeah um also big news you're a homeowner now yes sir yes sir so what's up what's up with that how's that going um i just 
it's it's been good man it's been good i think uh we as a kind of a fam a familial unit didn't really have a a base you know the financial crisis in 2008 really took a toll on us um you know my dad was in, in he was he was in real estate he was a mortgage broker so we like ironically our crib got foreclosed during that time period um so i wanted to just make sure that we had something that we we have ownership in i think ownership super important i was just really tired of always having to pay rent without building any equity so yeah we finally got a three unit that was a goal of mine through working at like uh through balancing this corporate gig so we can get we can cross that off the list luckily um and see see where it goes see where it goes hell yeah but you said you already had a little bit of a mishap because you had a, one of your tenants was like leaking into the other yeah bro so what's it like what's it like being sorry do you have a property manager or you do that all yourself no nah, we do it ourselves right now uh me and my brother because i just it's like one you got to get the experience you got to get the knowledge so yeah, it's just yeah. crazy now being the going from tenant to having a tenant is is very it's a very different situation i understand i understand that because hey, it'll be like right now where a text comes in it would be right now at 9 52 p.m when we're chilling having a drink and a text would come in like yo my ceiling is dripping <laughs> like something needs to happen and i'm like bruh so it's it's been stressful but it's been more good than stress so good yeah. well good for you man dude fucking man, thank you thank you're you. killing it bro nah dude we are killing it we, we are, are yeah we're doing we're doing good man we're, <laughs> we're blessed um but yeah how's how's like the whole covid situation been for you like how's that how are you dealing still we're maintaining through the chaos man i think uh one we're fortunate like you said you know you kind of touched on this earlier but we're fortunate to we're fortunate that we're able to have all of these different luxuries right during this period of time mm -hmm. like luckily you know we can't see as many people physically but we have the means to actually still see their face you know still make sure they're doing okay and they're not just saying that they're okay through the phone like we can actually see them visually which is which is amazing and then we're also pretty connected i think to the world just through the different social media we have things are pretty accessible um and we can create different experiences like this so um i think we've been okay through it but it's a problem that has to get solved like it's affecting people tragically you know and i think we have to figure out how to solve it so it's like that underlying stress mm -hmm. is still there but i will say um i don't want to complain too much you know i think the project that i'm on i can't give too much information about but i'm working very closely with a lot of these state governments with uh uh, their unemployment and i'm starting to see how unemployment is really affecting different families directly um so you know i'm able to pay my bills which is good mm -hmm. able to have a roof over our head you know we have we have immediate access to health care if if we absolutely need to so it's not too dire yet and um i'm thankful for that because like you mentioned like generations before us have had it way worse you know for sure yeah but how you maintain it man like how's it been for you it's it's been all right man i've uh you know i had some like i had big plans for the summer like i think most people mm -hmm. did you know like weddings and bachelor parties and yeah. trips and things and so 
you know, once again, like that's, those are all like massive privileges, uh, to have in the world. And, but, but having those go, um, like this, <laughs> yeah, just in the blink of an eye. Um, and yeah, we're, we're recording here at ampersand, which is owned by, um, Mary Nisi, who is also the, um, the head, uh, founder, I guess, and president of toast and jam, which is a wedding DJ company. And they, oh. I mean, I feel for her, like she tells me her days are just spent sending emails uh from replying to angry people who are trying to get their money back from these wedding uh from like Damn. the wedding dj bookings and she can't give it back to them because you know that's just how running a business works and like yeah when you pay a deposit you know the cash flow gets spent on yeah. bills you know and um you know she's struggling and a lot of small business owners are struggling and stuff and so damn you know yeah for me, yeah, if I look, if I'm being, like, really honest, um, like, yeah, it does suck. Like, it sucks. Like, I want this to be over. I want to go back to normal, I think, like, yeah. just like everyone else does. But at the same time, like, I've tried to balance that with this, a, like, a, a big heaping spoonful of gratitude for how good of a position that I'm in and that right. I'm, I'm healthy and everyone I care about is, is healthy and, you know, has, still has, you know, uh, decent financial situations and things right. like that. And so... Um, yeah, overall, like I've kind of grown into it. I, I'm enjoying it now. There were certainly, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but like for me, it comes in phases, dude. Where I'm yeah. like, there's phases where I'm like, dude, I'm chilling. Like this, this COVID, it's not lockdown, so bad, no. not terrible. <laughs> and then there's days where I'm just like, get me out of here. Like I'm just like, fuck. Um, oh, dude, big news for me, bro. You know, I used to live in a van, right? Yeah. Dude, I bought a new van. Come on, dude! I bought a new Come van, bro. On. Yeah, it's in the shop right now. I got a van off Craigslist. Damn, um, are you gonna are you gonna swag it out like? Like yeah. before, that's amazing. yeah. I'm gonna build into a camper and uh, have it for like weekend trips and like do a couple long road trips and stuff. Bruh, I'm down the road, bro. That okay. shit, that Good. shit is fire. Well, do yeah. When we go on tour, we got we got a van. No, so. all, right, all right. After the tape drops. <laughs> yeah, tape yeah. Drops. Um, that's dope. That's very very dope. Yeah. So I'm excited. I literally just bought it on Friday, recording on Tuesday. So I drove it. It's got a busted, uh, um, like wheel front wheel assembly. Mm -hmm. It like, needs a new bearing. So I got it in the shop right now. Um, but once it gets that fixed, then that's crazy. Me that's an apartment on wheels, bro. For real, dude. Yeah, it's um, I'm stoked, man. I'm gonna have fun building it out. I'm like excited to get my hands dirty. That's and, dope. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my way to deal with because like I'm like uh, international travel doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a guy from U of I. I forget his name, man. Um, this kid from U of I is like he has one of those it's, it's pretty i don't even know what you would call it but it's a camper it's a camper and he's like down in colorado right now okay and like by the lake and he's literally like <laughs> i'm living in a van by the lake and yeah. <laughs> he's driving around he's doing like cross-country tours and everything which is dope so i love it man yeah this is definitely the summer of the road trip because i mean like yeah. what, what else can you what do what else can you do <laughs> um but yeah so looking forward to that building that out then i want to like um, escape Chicago in the winter and yeah, you know bro. go out visit my buddies in Venice and California and stuff and, wow you know um, so that's been big for me that's what that's one of my that and like music are like the two projects that I'm like focused on in, in the podcast obviously um, of just like having some sort of creative outlet oh, I think nice. is really good for everyone like I I hope from this whole lockdown that people because it's it at least appears that people are being more creative or like yeah um, picking up skills and things like that so hopefully man because uh you know with all the clutter of shit usually you forget to do that you forget to kind of or you put it off you procrastinate it for so long that you 
you never actually get back into it so it's it's good like i think a lot of people's inner child is kind of waking up you know which is good we have to get back in touch with that for sure well and it's i mean dude it's tough man because i know and i'm sure you can relate to this like i worked at a soul-sucking job for a year and a half out of (laughs) school and you know, yeah. when you spend eight hours at a soul-sucking job, Bruh. you come home. You're, you're just, trying to numb your mind. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you're trying to like just yeah, either eat some food that makes you feel good, or uh-huh. like watch some TV that makes you feel good, or like drink something that makes you feel good, or smoke, smoke a little dope, something. That, you feel me? And there's it. nothing wrong with any of that, by the way. I still do all of those things. And oh, it's yeah. awesome, and I love them all. <laughs> um, but you know, like it's life's life for me at least has been much better since I left that grind and like started mm-hmm. doing my own thing. And now I have more energy to um, do those things. I still procrastinate though. I mean, you know, like we but all do. You know what though, DJ, you've been in a, I must say, man, you're extremely disciplined. You know what I mean? And that's what it takes. I think that's what it takes a lot of times. Cause a lot of times people just kind of, they jump out of the grind and then they have all this time and when you're not disciplined with it you still find that it slips away like that's what i was kind of noticing like the first few weeks of covid where i was like oh shit i'm about to do so much like uh luckily i was in between like the one the one perk of consulting is like when you're not on a project (laughs) and you got all that time and i'm like bro i had so much time dj i had three weeks (laughs) i cannot tell you what happened in those three weeks but i do know sopranos was amazing (laughs) i do know i smoked a shit ton of dope you know what i mean like there was a lot of shit that i didn't get done but i realized discipline is key man i should you still gotta wake up when you need to wake up you still gotta do the things you gotta do when you gotta do them and i think you're very good at that so cheers cheers to Uh, that well i appreciate you saying that um I certainly have let a lot of those disciplines fall by the wayside during quarantine. And, but I think ultimately that's been a good thing for me because mm-hmm. once again, dude, it comes back to what you said earlier. It's all about balance. Balance. And uh, I, I've i lived, I don't know if you can relate to this, but like I've lived my life as like an all, I'm an all or nothing guy. Like either I'm, I'm doing this like diet and like challenge and I'm doing it like fucking better than anyone's ever done <laughs> it before, like to like the nth degree or I am like, sitting on my ass all day doing nothing (laughs) dude and like there's uh, i've had i've struggled my entire life to have a an in-between but the cool thing about this quarantine is that i've actually found um and honestly one of the big things is meditation dude i've been meditating for an hour every day an hour yeah wow Um, what does that look like what does the meditation look like how does it dude i literally i just sit there i have a little um shout out to um Oh, the guy's name was Ryan. Uh, I forget his last name, but this guy that I met when I took a trip to South Dakota, mm-hmm. which is also the same the same trip where I got the the book that I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, this uh, the woman that I met there gave me the book. Um, it's a big, big, really impactful trip. But I use this insight timer, is what it's called, and uh, every 15 minutes it gives me a bell to like mm-hmm. remind me to like okay, like you're meditating, like sit up straight and like focus on your breathing and stuff. But I literally just sit in my chair and just focus on my breathing and like whatever wow. whatever thoughts that come up and just like sit there for an hour without stimulation without my phone going off without uh you know drinking water like we're like just constantly like feeding stimuli into my body like just sitting there for an hour and being like here i am and that that to me has helped so much man that's heavy Um, man that's heavy uh and i recommend or like and by the way like i didn't just start doing an hour like i've been doing i've been practicing meditation on and off for like five years but i've only really started to take it seriously in the last uh, year and a half and then like only really seriously in the last like three months where now I'm doing an hour a day and it's it's like changing my life man it's 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 worth it 
Wow. It's really worth it, man. It's just, I'm so much happier. Like, I'm just, like, I can see, it's almost like I'm in the matrix, so to speak, with, like, my thoughts. Because, um, like, in the past, I used to have, like, negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I would just be like, oh, well, I'm thinking this. It must be true. Mm -hmm. And so I would just accept the negativity. But now, whenever a negative thought enters my mind, I can, like, it's like almost like I can stop the negative thought in midair and be like, wait, that's not true. It's not real. It's not real, man. Like, get out of here. And they wow. swat it away almost. And, um, you know, there's still sometimes that the negative thoughts like overtake me and I, you know, turn into like, I get afraid about sort of, like losing all my money or like I get afraid <laughs> about, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, being failure in life and stuff like that. But for the most part, um, it's given me like a tool to combat that. Um, and so as a result Damn. of that, now I'm more, I'm cool with like, yo, I only, there's like every day I wake up and there's like one or two, like, I just need to move the ball forward. Like I just need to do one or two big things today. Just and if I can do those, then I'm chilling. Like today, my thing was like, I need to go, uh, I want to go for a bike ride to work on my health and I want to do this podcast with you. And if, <laughs> as long as I do those two things, dude, today's a win for today's me. Today's a W. Today's um, a W, man. And so that, Damn. I found a lot of peace in that. I love that, man. I absolutely love that. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on practicing. Try to meditate a bit more. Um, five minutes, man. That's what yeah. I did. Just start five. Just do five minutes every day and make yourself do it for like three months. Mm -hmm. And then once you start to get the hang of it, then just you know keep adding Slowly a little build. bit. Yeah, because that's what I, that's what I did. Like I didn't. I did not. I would not recommend anyone jump in and try to do. Be like, oh, oh, oh. don't try to be like me and be like, I'm the, I'm gonna do this is right. I'm gonna do 90 days of 60 minutes every day. Like. <laughs> That's just that's hard, man. It's it's still hard for me. There's some days I don't make it to sixty. Some days I like stop it. Uh, like today, I stopped at forty minutes because I was like, I just I, I can't do it. I need a break today. Yeah. But most days I do sixty. Damn, that is heavy. It's cool, man. It's it, it I I think it has a huge return on investment. Um, yeah. But once again, dude, this is also something I've been trying to do. I remember I I read my very first book on meditation five years ago when I was a senior in college. And I was like, oh, this is a cool idea. I should do this. And then I just didn't fucking do it. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's it, people like it's crazy because you would think something as simple as just sitting down is easy, right? But it's like, man, it's not an easy task, especially when you're in the it's, it's not an easy task, man. So it's hard, dude. It's 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 the exact same thing of like if you only eat fast food mm -hmm. and then you try to go to like eating vegan or like eating an all organic diet or something, it's you're not gonna have a good time. You're going to have withdrawals because that's, I mean, that's just the attention culture we live in now, dude, right, where it's right. like, you know, your phone is always, um, phones are always going off. There's always something you could be watching. There's always something you could be listening to. There's always someone you could be talking to. There's mm -hmm. always something, something you could be reading. Like there's, there's no shortage whatsoever of stimulus. Yeah. And so when you, cause like back in the day, dude, like our parents, if they were driving on their commute to work or whatever, and there was nothing good on the radio, like they just fucking turn it off and they just sit there and, you know, sit in silence. That's it. That's um, it. We don't have those. Now with, with technology, one of the downfalls is that we never, there are no more organic moments like There's that no where you can. breaks. Um, and so on one hand, that's good because you can learn anything and you can be entertained by some of the best art humans have ever made at any time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think you need to be constantly bombarding yourself with that stuff. It's balance. Thank you. Exactly. Um, and so that's, that's like what meditation is for me is like that 60 minutes is like, I can sit there and just be glued to my phone the whole rest of the day. But at least I have that, that one hour where you I wasn't for a bit. Yeah. Um, but I've actually realized the more that I do it, 
the less that I'm like attached to my phone and stuff and like I'm I check it less often and stuff and yeah. um yeah it's just more I get more peace of mind you know like less shit just pouring down my into my brain you know I love that man I'm definitely about to implement that <laughs> dude try it man it, I'm telling you dude and anyone listening who's interested in that like please like just do whatever you can to 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 build that habit because it's it's so important I think it's going to be so crucial um for like us to get through these problems we need mm-hmm. more clear thinking like uh and one thing that um do you know what tim ferris is tim ferris four hour work week guy yeah 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 yeah. um so he's like a pot like a he has a really famous podcast now and he interviews ceos and stuff and he's written books about um you know like analyzing all the podcast guests and one of the main common thread among all these hyper successful people like billionaires athletes artists all this all these things that are incredibly successful is one of the main common denominators is they all meditate dude damn they all meditate um and they it was all a struggle for them at first it was never easy for any of them but they stuck with it and they got they got through and they get the benefits and like that clear-mindedness dude is such an advantage today because no one is like everybody's uh, so frantic and moving around all Dude, yeah, so man. If you can kind of just, you can see how things are actually happening, and actually be able to kind of build a plan out to maneuver, you're gonna be light years ahead of people. True. And at the very least, if you can just get those negative thoughts out of your head that are unproductive, like that, exactly. it's in itself. You is, waste so much time on those thoughts and man. energy, and energy, and energy, dude. Um, Shit. Um, so that's that's my fucking TED talk on on. Uh, on meditation there was something else i was gonna bring up that i forgot um dude one thing i want to ask you about man so like what do you think like what how is um i don't know like how to phrase this but like obviously you're a black dude shit is going crazy right now with the social unrest like i want to hear how do you feel man because like i want this is something that i don't like i you know as a white male like i i just don't know what this feels like so like yeah what is this like what well, is going on i fucking applaud you first of all for for seeking that information because I think so much of my day is spent dancing around that topic as if it's not something that's actively happening. Like I'll log on, you know, for my first call probably around eight thirty nine a.m. and they're acting like you didn't fucking see the news last night. You can hear by the tone of my voice. It it pisses me off, man. I said it's something that I feel like would piss anyone affected by it even remotely off and i think now that we're seeing it in such wide context because the camera is like things haven't changed shit has never changed everyone is kind of um just becoming more aware of it because we can capture it we're actually capturing these things whereas before you tell the story right someone would tell a story of yo some some bullshit just happened like now they're like Yo, some bullshit just happened. Like, look at this. Here it is, yeah. <laughs> like, look at this shit. Is this not some bullshit? And you're watching it and you're like, how is this shit still happening, right? It's it's one like tiring, man, because it's like how many fucking times do you have to like dog, you can only hammer at one nail for so long before that shit is not moving, right? So before you have to break the whole damn wall down right so it's literally reached that point where it's like all right bro we've been hammering this same fucking nail for too long and you can clearly see that this nail is affecting not only the foundation of this wall but the foundation of the world 
because that thought of just supremacy based off of race right the fact that you can take something as and when you really start to do a lot of research into why the fuck the color of our skins are the way they are and you start to realize how geographical a lot of that shit is you really start to realize like bro this whole white supremacy thing is literally a sickness <laughs> it's a mental it's like a it's a mental sickness you know so how the fuck do you cure it how do you cure it where is the cure and no answer pops up you know but then you start to see a lot of the shit that goes on as a result of white supremacy i.e the police brutality i.e um everything just everything then everything that you're seeing all the whole there's so much fucking evil shit that's happening right and um man we just gotta start actively addressing these issues rather than like tight roping around it like everyone's kind of tiptoeing around shit where now it's like all right bro why is this shit fucked up why is it that you can go to 72nd street or inglewood and the life expectancy is 30 years less than the life expectancy of someone living in the gold coast they are in the same fucking city right that is a madness right it can be addressed we know how much money is being printed for fucking unemployment and small business loans out of fucking thin well, air and dude and these fucking corporate bailouts Let's and these forward. fucking corporate bailouts right like it's literally forget. being printed out of nothing so you can literally solve a lot of these issues there's it's oh, man, so you think dude, it is you think tired. it is mostly a money issue i think what happened after i think slavery was not only rooted in hate and fear but it was in uh it was rooted in monetary gain and i think because this country was built upon that foundation and then capitalism was infused into the heart of it which is still a very monetary gain thing mm-hmm. all those effects it's like you're getting all the byproducts of shit it's almost yeah. like when you have cancer and then you also have a cough or you also have um you know a bloody nose or you also it's like all these different things are byproducts of the initial root of the sickness which was the hate and fear translating into the power became through mon through mon, its monetary power right that's the only oh, yeah. thing it's a financial power so you've taken uh any of the financial power away from specifically minorities in this country specifically and really globally when you think about it come on you know what i mean it's like bruh dude <laughs> it's uh, enough is enough it's enough it's human now when are we going to become human you know like when are we going to understand that we are so focused on waging war amongst ourselves we don't even see the war that's coming from the world and the world the war that's coming from the universe we have no clue what the fuck's coming so we're spending so much time and energy on these 
minute differences between petty, a species, petty species, shit, right? Something as fucking different as race, <laughs> right? You're spending your time on. There's some different shit coming that the, those differences are really gonna fucking scare you, and then you're really gonna have to start figuring out how the hell you're gonna fight those wars, and you're gonna realize, damn, we spent fucking five hundred plus years battling something that we've created in our imagination when we should have been applying the same fucking tactical systemic systems towards fighting actual threats that's really gonna like tank the human race shit that's really gonna affect the human race man dude i'm gonna be it's it's scary it's it's like that was my first initial thought when like covid kind of hit and it spread wide widely across the the world so fast i was like shit the war is about to wage its war the war is a the world is about to wage its war and we are not fucking ready and we are now hopefully we understand how fucking fragile human human life is we are so fragile i was clapping fruit flies in my house the other day <laughs> yeah and I washed my hand and I, I think there was about four or five fruit flies that just went down the drain. And I was like, damn, those motherfuckers were alive. <laughs> like they were, they were just alive like 10 seconds ago. And they had no clue I was about to, with a single clap. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, man, our lives are also that fragile. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You one. I mean one idiot who's not paying attention could t-bone you bro and yeah game over game fucking and over, it happens bro. it happens every day and it's sad it's not, but it does um yeah dude there's so much unpacked there um, there's so much to unpack man. um one thing i wanted to i want to share a story because i was reading about this the other day um so back in i think like the 16th century um western africa was like the hub like that was Hell yeah. that was uh or maybe Porsche, even, or, empire all of that shit like yeah they were like they found they, they had the most gold of any empire ever mm -hmm. um but there were these other civil uh civilizations in western africa that um didn't use gold as a currency they used like these these uh glass beads called agri beads as a currency oh, wow. and so i actually didn't even know um, that wow. yeah this was a story i'd like just read i'd never heard of this story either but i read a couple weeks ago um and uh so these Europeans came and visited these uh, Western African civilizations and they saw that these beads were used, being used as currency because in Western Africa at the time, making glass was actually really difficult. They didn't have good technology for it for whatever reason. Mm. But back in Europe, they actually, making glass was really easy and it was a common thing. Um, it was inexpensive. And so these European uh, visitors saw that and exploited it, went back to Europe and created a bunch of, like they took some of the beads back with them made a bunch of uh, replicas and, and essentially made these counterfeit beads and they came wow. back into Western Africa, dude. And this is so fucked up. Um, but they started using these counterfeit beads unbeknownst to the, the local Western Africans that they were counterfeit, essentially, and just started running up massive debt. These uh, West Africans started running up massive amounts of debt to the point where they had to sell themselves into slavery because they were so riddled with debt at the expense of these Western Europeans. And that's how a lot of the slavery started it wasn't like they came in with guns and were like get on the boat you're a slave now it was like they were very coy about it um and so that's the thing dude anytime you have a money source that can be easily exploited mm -hmm. there's always going to be some group that gets marginalized and you see that today dude like 
a lot of Americans now are, uh, even though like formal slavery is obviously gone, mm-hmm. we're in modern day slavery. We're all wage slaves now, yep. dude. We're, yep. we're slaves to the healthcare system and we're slaves to the, the wages that these companies pay us, which, you know, is going down in value every day as the Federal Reserve keeps printing money out of thin air. Man. And so that's what it's doing. That's what they're doing. It's the same thing, dude. And, but instead of these glass beads now, they're just creating money on a computer. That's it. It's now paper. Yeah. Well, see, it's not even paper, dude. 97% of the money digital. exists that's only crazy. is only digital, dude. That's even scarier. That's Probably less than that now, now that they printed money. But a few years ago, it was 97%. But I bet it's 99% now. It's digital. Wow. That's why, dude, Go. I'm long Bitcoin, baby. Bring, <laughs> get the power back to the people, cryptocurrencies. Man, um, dude. But yeah, I'm with you though. I think a lot of this shit is it's all economics, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it starts there at least. It does. And education. We need to. We all need to start taking more responsibility of our for our, our own education and start to fucking learn the shit and like figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because our brains are our most powerful tool we have. Yep. You know. Um. So, but yeah. Anyways, that's what we're here for, man. That's the thing. That's uh, I. I think. That's what our mission is. That has to be our mission. You know, uh, our generation is like, we got to set this shit straight. We got to set this shit straight, bro. And I think, I think that you, you just knocked it on the head, bro. Like we got to set this shit straight. It's not a problem that we can, it's no longer something that we can just kind of be like, all right, you know, you ignore it for so long, but then it's like, it's, it's literally on us. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's on us. We are the generation that has to do it. Um, and the work's gonna be long and hard, but this is work that's got to be done. That's it's right. Be done. And remember, people, people listening to this, if you're, you know, in a millennial age bracket like Twimo and I, um, you know, one of someone from our generation is gonna have to be governor of Illinois at some point. Someone that's from our generation is gonna have point. to be president. Um, and if you passionately care about this stuff, if you passionately care about equality and you passionately care about everyone getting an honest chance to live the fucking life of their dreams and not be saddled by debt and all the other yeah. bullshit um and the fear that if they get sick they are not gonna be able to pay their medicare bills and they're gonna have to go to you know go through bankruptcy and then never be able to live have a high quality of life again mm. if this shit does if this if this is something you're passionate about then start educating yourself and start looking how you can get involved in your community and um, start, and make a difference, yeah, man. man. Start figuring out how to fucking solve these problems, man. Right. We don't have to do it overnight, man, but when we got to do it soon. We got to do it soon. <laughs> we got to start trying some shit. Um, we got to start trying some shit. So just start thinking about it. Um, but I don't want to turn this into a too preachy of a podcast. Um, <laughs> but anyways, bro, we're coming up. We're about an hour and a half in here. Um, anything else you want to you wanna say? Anything else we didn't cover? Hmm. What else can we cover, man? I think is I think, man, dude, I'm... I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling vibey. Good, bro. Uh, Me too. I it's think, always uh, a pleasure to fucking see you, man. It o- it's always a pleasure to see you, brother. Always a pleasure to kind of bump heads and have some cloth talk, man. For sure. Um, so it's definitely dope. So we talked about we got to tequila. We're pimping the tequila. Where can people find uh, Kami's new album? When's, when's the anticipated drop date of that? Man, we don't even have one. So that's okay. that's that's we're so far ahead too right now. Like he's been cooking shit up. Like he's just been in quarantine going crazy. So. Like I damn near feel like we have like three albums. Oh, already. sick! Like he has enough music for probably three separate albums. Um, so we're taking our time with this shit. There's no rush on it. Um, we're putting it together slow and steady. It'll release when we, it releases. It sucks because live music is such a way. It's 
that's how you feel the energy you know what i mean oh, yeah. i don't even know when like people are doing car concerts now i think like the baby just had one um but it's like how do you really get people to feel the music right so that's true um it's it's a weird time to kind of be a musician it's very it's an unprecedented time for sure because especially in today's modern age when we were kind of talking about like where do labels kind of stop step in like we didn't sign no 360 deal so a lot of the bread that we were going to kind of make 100 percent was definitely going to be through some of that live touring and everything i was gonna say yeah because that's pretty much how most musicians it's like merch and and performance right yeah so that's a huge chunk of of financials that's kind of checking out but also awareness that's how i look like i remember my first concert was probably kirk franklin and then uh wiz khalifa oh no shit (laughs) yeah and after i heard wiz khalifa it was like at the the abbey or some shit i think it was called the abbey and i wasn't supposed to be in there like i was probably 14 or 13 but uh my guy in high school knew his dad knew the owner of the abbey or something like that we got in it was an 18 plus show but it was that's my exposure that's how i found out about wiz and i was a wiz fan ever since so it's like that's how you capture people that's how you you know people actually become fans of your music and fans of you as a person so that that's a huge portion that's missed so we're slowly trying to figure out okay how do we compensate and how do we make up for that how do we digitally expose it like how how do we create new experiences that we we don't know exist yet um so those are the types of things and those are the conversations we're about to start having and happening happening around bro one thing i want i wouldn't even talk about this you also like you i this shocked me the last time we talked, but like you've written whole movie scripts and shit. Like, how's that? <laughs> Are you any any news on that front? You still working on scripts or Man, ideas? Still working on scripts. This quarantine actually has had uh, a lot of. It's been fun because I've been able to jot down a lot of ideas. Um, so I haven't I haven't compiled it. Yeah, definitely, I'm tagging. I also got some dope, man. If you're trying to smoke. Oh, something. okay. I was actually we we're gonna bring up in a second how about uh, how Wiz Khalifa <laughs> smokes an ounce of weed a day. Did yeah, you know that? Bro. He smoked, <laughs> and I believe him. I believe him. hundred percent, dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the shit is uh, it's been going well. I have a lot of different ideas that I need to try to figure out how to streamline. That's my passion, man. Like I really, my sister was just telling me ironically that one of her mentors is George Lucas' wife what yeah how's that happen they went to the same college i think they both went to princeton or something like that and someone told my sister that um she reminded her of george lucas wife so she put them in contact and i was just like bruh that's insane because george lucas is someone who managed to live life within his imagination and that that's my goal that's my dream like i want to imagine the life that i live um, so movies is definitely something that I can't wait to keep on building on. We're almost finished editing the short film from Ghana. Oh, cool. So I'm excited to put that out because that's going to be the first content and the first film that I actually put out from a storytelling standpoint. Um, hopefully it's not trash, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep going because that's how you do. You start somewhere and you keep going. Um, but yeah, man, hopefully soon I can make some of these scripts and who knows, who knows, man, who knows what the future holds. That's the beauty of life. I love it, man, but it sounds like you're in a creative space though. Mm-hmm. I, I am so impressed by the fact that you can like balance 
all these things you do, man. Maybe that's why we get along. Cause I think we're both good at like just having a bunch of like separate things that we can fucking work on. Yeah. But like you also have a nine to five. That 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 thing is that. I don't have that, man. That's such a huge advantage for me. Dude, I think it's, it's taking its toll. I think it's I think it's on its way out though. Hopefully, but I think um, man, it's just I think human beings are naturally like that. If you think about it, when we started kindergarten mm-hmm. or grade school or high school, you're you're so well rounded, right? You have all these different classes and courses that you're expected to excel at. Like they expect you to excel in art as well as gym, as well as a lot of useless other shit that we're never gonna use in life. But down later down the line, they start to streamline you, right? They start to specialize. Specialize. You gotta specialize in this and what are you gonna do with your life? And then you're doing the same thing for fucking eighty hours a week. And you lose that's where your child dies, right? So I think I've just been actively trying to combat that and remind myself like nah dog you love watching movies but that's because you love using your imagination Mm. and you should use that to make movies if you love watching them so much and i tried that and i fucking enjoyed i love i'm damn man like the short film we were on set for 12 hours and i could literally do it again for a month straight without without ever being like oh i'm too tired for this shit and uh, so i just i've started trying to make sure i i don't limit myself or streamline myself too much and it keeps shit fresh for me so i have i have some core stuff that i gotta pour majority of the energy into but at the same time you know on nights when i'm just kicking it or whatever i try to keep it fresh and i try to do stuff that i actually love and i feel like you're the same way like we have these passion projects that we work on that keep us excited about you know the next day and uh, I think that's important, man. We gotta, we gotta keep that. We gotta keep. Oh that. yeah, dude, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I have, dude, I have no intentions of stop. Like I get, I get so much energy from making music and jamming and doing that, and you know, playing with other people and just playing by myself. And yeah. like I get, I get a fair amount of energy from like writing and journaling and like making and writing articles and then like, you know, I make can make videos from time to time and like all these different Shoot. things. It's like you know, you can, you, podcasting obviously too is another big part yeah. of it. Um, but it's like almost like, but I wouldn't want to do this every single day. Like I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to podcast every single day, right? Um, and like I don't want to make music every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it, you have to kind of like also go with like the um, like the synchronization of like uh, of yourself and like whatever you're feeling that day. And like wow. when you when you have all those different creative outlets, you then have like the option to wake up one day and feel like oh. This is what I feel like making music today. I'm gonna make music. I'm gonna make music today. Or I feel like writing a script today. Like I'm gonna put some hours into the, writing the script that I've been wanting. Yeah. And like when you have those options, um, yeah, dude. Then like every day is just. Bro, I love that. And and but the thing is scary because do you ever feel like they like you know how that whole master mastery shit like oh you gotta you gotta master something and all that. How do you feel about that? Like, how do I think you it's bullshit, feel? man. I think it's fucking bullshit, man. I think it's absolute. I mean, no. well, I say it's, I shouldn't say it. I, I'm sure it works for some people, but I don't think it works for me, and it doesn't sound like it works for you either. Yeah, I think you got to know how you're wired. I love that. Yeah, you're right. exactly. Yeah, I'm, I I get so much energy from novelty and variety. Yep. You know, and like um, those aha moments where like, I love getting to a point, like like I was mentioning, I've been trying to play drums and stuff, and like, mm. um. I love it because like I went from being shit at drums to now I'm like 
okay, <laughs> you know, and like that's what I live for. And like now I'm starting to get to the point where it's getting it's getting harder to get to like the next level. And so I'm probably gonna put drums down for like a month or two, yeah. and then I'm gonna come back to it with with a whole new insight to it, you know, because yeah. because the thing is, dude, once you become aware of this stuff, like for example, you mentioned movies, right? Like now that you're thinking about writing movies, now anytime you watch a movie, like subconsciously you're breaking it down and be like, why is this so good? Yeah. <laughs> right, and you're like. Okay, well, here's, like, how scenes are structured, and, like, here's how, like, if you're watching TV, like, here's how an episode structure. structured. And you can start to, like, learn the tricks of the trade once you get your hands dirty, and then you take some time away from it, you get some input and inspiration, and then when you go back to it, then you can take all of the stuff that you just learned and picked up subconsciously and put it into the new thing, and, like, mm. you can get to those new levels of, like, the next plateau even faster. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the key is, like, um, I think it was Hemingway or someone said, like, the key to writing is to stop before it gets hard. Um, and so I think that's the key with any skill is like you want to you want to stop learning a new instrument once it starts to get hard because if it starts to get hard and you start to plateau then in your mind you're going to be like oh this is hard this, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But stop and then go do something else. Go if you're if it's if you like you're playing piano and you you're having trouble like nailing this one like little arpeggio or whatever, then just put it down and go write a script or go fucking call oh, up Kami and like go see out what he's up to. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Um, and that way you constantly ride that energy wave and you don't have to like get all of your energy sucked away trying to just break through this one little plateau. Exactly. Damn, um, bro. Gems. Major gems right there, bro. Dude. The keys. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I feel, uh, I think that's, yeah, that's just the key of being in such a, it's, and it's so much fun to be in a creative space, dude. Yeah, bro. Because in the world's your oyster, dude. You can make, you can fucking do anything. Especially now. Shit starts to get fun, man. You start to use your imagination again. Yeah, John Mayer calls it bending the universe to your will. Mm. But, you know, like, you can do it. If you're if you're patient and, yeah, you, you work hard and stuff, like, you can pretty much do anything, in my yeah. opinion. You know? Um, Damn, that's a bar, but, bro. Uh, anyways, dude, um, I'm feeling good. Anything else that we talk about? Cause I wanted to I want to get some hype going for these movies you're making. I'm also super stoked for when your short film comes out. So yeah, when it does, you, we can come back on the show or something. We can fucking pimp it and talk about it. Hell yeah! The plan is to get everybody drunk. <laughs> nice, <laughs> right? Let's drink a lot of tequila shots on arrival. That'll make the critics laugh. <laughs> so short. What is how, how short are we talking? Like five minutes? Um, it'll probably be about eight minutes. Okay, eight cool. minutes long. Um, so it follows the life of like this creative who is trying to figure out how to feed his son in, in Accra, Ghana. Because I think a lot of times, you know, you either see the extreme side of things, and especially for films that are coming out of Ghana specifically, you see extreme side of shit where it's like people have everything they need, or you have the opposite side where people have pretty much nothing they need, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the this is kind of like that walk in between. So this is somebody who, you know, he's figuring it out. But he's also in a position where, like, he has this son, but he has this, you know, creative drive that he wants to fuel. And this all stemmed from a short, a book of short stories um, by uh, Rodney Hassan, who's, uh, he also has a, he has a co-author on it, and I need to get his name. But Rodney Hassan is, like, my little brother's, uh, my younger brother's very, very close friend. They went to boarding school together. Oh, cool. And yeah, and he, he gave me, he got me one of these books and I, I was reading it and I was just like, yo, I was reading a st short story every day and I just loved them. I loved them. I loved them. And uh, I read this one short story and it was called Hustle. And it was just like, it was, uh, it was one hilarious, but two, it was very, 
it's the finesse and the finesse is universal right like figuring out how to finesse when you don't have something figuring out how to finesse in such a way where you can get by it's I a like universal. that. It's a good word. It's, I like finesse. It's finesse is, but that's what it, that's the only thing you can put on it. So I started to ask myself, okay, why would this guy be finessing, or like, what kind of hurdles is this guy actually facing? And then it kind of, you know, just, it just literally the story kind of came together, like in the film concept for me, where it was just he's he's a creative, and over there, like it's STEM only right it's like if you're successful you got to be doing something in STEM there is no arts. oh is that really that's what it's like in Ghana right now mm-hmm. that's how it kind of feels a lot of time when you're doing arts it's like they don't really it's like the older generation doesn't really understand that yet right like if you're a young creative and you're trying to you're trying to break through and you're trying to you're trying to do whatever the case it's like until you start bringing in coins it doesn't really make sense and the only way Dude, could you say that's true of like global society though that's glo- so it's underlying right it's yeah. global society man and i think i think the honestly it goes back to the whole colonial kind of pretense and mindset over there where it's like in their mind successful is going overseas becoming a lawyer a doctor um an engineer and then you know having a career that's successful <laughs> yeah. if you're withering or doing anything else outside of that it's like bro what are you doing you know so i think we took this standpoint from like a guy who's trying to we didn't specify what what he is as a creative but you can kind of see it just through his appearance that um you know he's a little bit more on the outskirts of things and uh he's just trying to hustle man he's trying to figure out how he's gonna feed his kid today how he's gonna how he's dude gonna i love that day and, and, and did, uh it's just a quick short no, I think it's dope. I think it's dope. Dude, yeah. I'm super excited to see it, man. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we were t- actually we were texting a few, like maybe probably a month or two ago now. Um, I've been meaning to catch up with you, but like I've um, – I look at like the Belts and Roads Initiative. Is that what it's called? Belts um, and Roads Initiative. I forget what the name of it's called. Uh, but there's like China is investing a ton of money into building infrastructure that goes from China to Africa. Yeah, and- man. And a lot of, um, you know, Jack Dorsey, CEO, CEO of Twitter and CEO of Square, mm-hmm. he was actually, prior to the pandemic, was going to spend six months of this yep. year in Africa yep. just learning about it. And I think, yeah, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity once you start getting, hopefully, you know, a bank like uh, Square or some sort of cryptocurrency yeah, that man. is actually more democratized. But, like, a lot of Africa's unbanked. It's unbanked. It's un tapped and look at zimbabwe dude zimbabwe is a mess with their currency jesus christ man they have a hundred trillion dollar (laughs) bill you know what i mean so it's 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 there's it's almost like there's a lot of opportunity there there's a lot of opportunity and so i was thinking for you as a creative like where how do you see that landscape yeah dude it's it's, it was so crazy when you texted me that because i was in a room full of um creatives in the states who are all from like who all have well so hold on real quick give us your background on like ghana and stuff were you actually i don't know this were you born you were born in the u.s right i was born in chicago you know i was born in rogers park but when i was about nine years old um i went to london with my mom because we used to go like frequently because that's where all her family is um so all my blood relatives you know my grandmother everybody was in london so i went to go visit there my grandfather was in ghana so I went to Ghana from London, which is a much shorter flight, um, during this one summer. And I'm thinking this is a dope-ass summer vacation, blah, 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 blah. 
fast forward september i'm starting school so so i'm in i end up living in ghana for like three years um two to three years uh i came back i remember i hated it during that period of time like i just knew i hated it and i knew when i got back to chicago i was never did you speak english out there or what did you yeah so you know they were colonized by the british in 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 ghana so uh, English is the first language, and then you have a little bit of French um, that kind of peeks in, and then there's the native languages as well. Um, and the native languages is very tribal-based. So my mother is Ga, but the area I was in, which is the capital Accra, which is actually a Ga town or a Ga city if you think about it, but it's so um, the Ashanti region is so dominant, the presence there. So tree is like what all my friends used to speak when I was at school. Uh, they would speak tree or we'd speak pigeon so i'll speak a lot of pigeon and broken english like with my guys um definitely should use that in your uh in your raps dude when you, <laughs> in, when you when you get on the mic <laughs> see rap is so rap is so difficult man i don't know if i don't know if i i don't know if my mind can so you but I was, when, was, so actually so you like think more like r&b or like or uh like rock or like how do you when do you think of singing or like soul or what do you think <sighs> Man, I would just say I focus on melodies. I wouldn't know what to call it because gotcha. I think I've been influenced by um, Afrobeats and influenced by soul and influenced by jazz and influenced by all these different things that it's just like, man, I just hear tunes. Yeah, I hear different out, melodies. Yeah, I hear different melodies. But um, I think I've also been around such great rappers that I've always been like, nah, they the rappers. <laughs> like, this is rap right here. You know what I mean? Just from the way i can see their minds like intellectually go especially like even save money rappers particularly like man these guys is not when they write stuff down on paper like that's amazing but also when you see them spitting off the top dude like i can't it's, it's something crazy man it's dude just, yeah it's their brains are crazy special <laughs> so yeah man i don't know if i could if i can rap like that i don't even want to i don't even want to attack that craft to just <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna stick to what i can do which is a little i can i can hit those melodies man and i can i can make things sound beautiful i think hopefully absolutely that's, that's the goal so that's what i want to do um musically but awesome so yeah so you were in ghana so i was a sidebar on a sidebar sidebar so, on a sidebar uh so yeah so you were in ghana for three years and mm-hmm. then you came back to the states or what yeah then i came back to the states um got back didn't even think about it too much till about four to five years later when i was going uh so i went all through high i went through high school here in chicago then i was going to u of i and i think like my freshman year was the first time i went back to ghana because yeah i feel like when you, when i first met you was we met beginning of sophomore year yeah um because we were both ra's together shout out scott hall shout out scott Matt hall, Hewlett, crazy. our buddy swolster james um <laughs> and yeah i felt like you had mentioned ghana like pretty early on so I, you must have just had just been there or something. yeah yeah i think i just got back when i came from there and i re and like by that point I had gone through a lot of the financial hurdles that a young man would face kind of growing up in the inner city. Um, and my mind was a lot more business oriented. I was always entrepreneurial by this point, right? So when I went there for that first time and I saw everything, I was like, yo, this is like an ideas playground. Like, <laughs> like this is where you fucking build shit. You know what I mean? Like this is there's nothing there's so much left 
to build that you can just go crazy and build shit so i was excited man and i after that i started trying to go every single year every single year i was trying to go because as soon as you go for and it's developing so fast you literally like i i was just there in december i know by the time i get back i was trying to go in august i'm mad i can't go because of this covid shit but by the time i get back next december something is gonna be done Mm. something that wasn't done before is gonna be done and that's how fast paced things move like a year is like five years of development here so um it's exciting man it's an exciting time it's exciting for entrepreneurs i definitely want to get in both creatively as well as like entrepreneurially because i think now there's definitely a responsibility to solve a lot of those problems like basic human necessities need to be met and like that's something that just it's immediate you know what i mean it can't Mm -hmm. be ignored if covid19 hits even the capital which is Accra, and it hits it hard, that is, that is a God, problem. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously with your experience with your dad tragic. and everything, you know the, the infrastructure is, yeah, man. the hospitals are not ready for that. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, luckily it has not been hitting Africa, right? Yeah, luckily it's, it's, it's been hitting it, but it's been mild, so. Thank God. It's been mild, man, thankfully, because like you said, yeah, man, the healthcare system cannot sustain that. So yeah, it's a lot of a lot of things need to be solved. A lot of problems got to be solved. You know, basic human needs. It's clean water. Clean, clean. Oh, it's my bad. No, you're good. It's clean water. That's uh, that's. Uh, well, I was I was I wasn't telling you to put the mic up. I was just I was hyping up. I was pointing at you for those of you listening because you can't see this. I was just telling Duimo's <laughs> gonna solve these problems. Thanks, man. That's the plan. Man. Um, that's the plan. Or at least at least have a hand in it. Build build a team that can start addressing it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude. I have no doubts. If that's what you want to do, you you'll do big things there man for sure for sure um well good stuff dude dude it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast man bro it's been fun um we gotta definitely do this more often we gotta chill more often at the very least Um, you got the spot now so this is this is the vibes dude especially during quarantine that's what i'm saying yeah dude um yeah this rooftop is like i love i come up here and work during the day and stuff and like it's just i'm i'm stoked to finally have a friend come up and check it out with me um (laughs) And, and use the space so shout out to mary and ampersand and uh and big g's pizza as well uh still still the <laughs> official sponsor i was actually ironically enough i was there i rode my bike and went there today and saw <laughs> saw them they're still they're still making it man it's tough out there um so if you're in the wrigleyville neighborhood go support your local businesses go get a slice of pizza from jamie at, at big g's much love to you guys um Bar. any uh any other last words man anything else you want to talk about man i think i am good man more love spread love other than hey, that toast that's it bro toast, man. that's it man burn joints not buildings <laughs> <laughs> all right bro this is the dj podcast we're out good Peace. night